Greetings and welcome to Prison News. I'm your host. Well, once again, it looks like a lady lost her way here. This was a woman who was making a lot of money as a principal. Her name was Sadie Silver, a rising star at Bedford. Uh, she continued to collect her city salary of $130,000 until March of this year. Now, what happened? Silver and her boyfriend were arrested on charges of drug possession. They actually were trying to, it says here, trying to bring uh, heroin into a prison. They were also part of the charges were endangering the welfare of a child. Now, Silver brought her daughter to the Kawasaki Correctional Facility as they tried to apparently smuggle this heroin in. She and her boyfriend, who were caught with bags of heroin and suboxone, authorities said, they allegedly tried to sneak the drugs into Silver's son's who was doing time, uh, and to her son, who was doing time on a weapons charge. Now, two years later, uh, she pleaded guilty to introducing contraband into a prison. That was a misdemeanor, and she was uh, sentenced to three years. Defending in a three-day hearing uh, as a brilliant educator by the city's principal union, Silver said she acted because her incarcerated son badly needed some money to pay off a debt. Silver begged for a second chance, but the hearing officer, Joel Douglas, terminated her uh, on the spot, and that was it. Now, let me tell you a little something how this kind of works sometimes. Uh, I'm not taking sides, right? You might say, oh, you're half the time you're hard on women, half the time you're soft on them. Uh, no, not really. There's there's a rhyme or reason here. When you have an environment that is ripe with corruption, and I'm talking about in front of the bars and behind the bars, if you know what I mean, there's a lot of people getting rich off heroin and cell phones coming in and out of prison, just so you know. And then any time you read a, a report, it'll tell you the same thing. There's things leaking like a sieve in there. You take these maternal instincts and says, look, these guys are going to kill your kid in there. He, he, he owes money. She might say, well, how can they kill my kid? Doesn't the warden keep this thing clean and ship shape and each person has a cell they're in? No, it's not the way it works. To save money years ago, they put them in pods. Like living with a convicted murderer here, a child molester here, a sycophant over here, and a cannibal over here that got away from the death sentence by pleading on something. And you're living with those guys in a pod. Maybe there's four guys to a room sleeping there, and there's no bars. There's just a door with a little piece of glass. You can't shout. They can't hear you if you scream in there. That's what it's come to in the United States of America. If it was just a prison where each man could stay in his prison in in, in the cell and come out from time to time and... If, if, if the, uh, the these big wigs here, these glass tower, ivory tower guys could come up with an idea where, okay, these guys go out for this part of the day, these guys on that part of the day, we can kind of keep the peace. That doesn't take place. So she probably, the kid probably did have a death sentence. If he didn't come up with some money or some heroin, he's going to be dead. And the mom, uh, she could have even been contacted by some inmate families, could have come over to her house, hey, you know what, your boy doesn't have much time, you better take these bags in for us. There's a whole culture of people running criminal activities from inside the cells, inside the prison, and they're not all wearing prison uniforms, if you know what I mean. And so you can just do some research on your own if you'd like. But what we want to do, you want to pray for those people, number one. If you're not born again, you should think about that yourself. If you're serious about where you're going to go when you die, uh, give that some real heavy thought. The old the old story, you know, they, they raised him high, they spread him wide, they nailed his hands and feet. They put him down, and on the third day he rose again. That's that's the kind of Jesus kind of talk that you hear in prison. You might, might make sure you do that yourself. But also, before we judge these real quick, we can go all the way back to Charles Dickens. Now, he's a guy that knew about prisons. He's the guy that wrote the Christmas story and all these Oliver Twist and David Copperfield. I've told you that before, but he when he came to the United States, he says there's only two things I want to see. One is Niagara Falls, 
I will see the most famous prison in the United States to get a, a window into the soul of a nation. And he writes about that very eloquently, and he learned a lot, and uh, we can learn a lot too by taking a good hard look at these prisons. It's more than just a warden, a rogue warden who's not doing his job or letting some quote wink wink contracts go out for some small engine repair classes that aren't good for anybody. But his dad ends up going on a you know, all, all expenses paid safari that just comes out of the blue, that kind of stuff. It's beyond that. It, the, the system is broken. The thing called the Bible, you want to read it cover to cover, has a way to fix it. Uh, you might be interested to hear your thoughts on that. It's called Prison News. It's a podcast. We come here to give you this information so you can think about things, think about right and wrong, and think about where you're going when the time comes. God bless you, and bye for now.